Welcome back to the Connect the Dots Bitch podcast. I am your host, Amy Fiedler, certified trauma support specialist, certified holistic life coach, and your pal, <laughs> your friend. It's the end of the year. Uh, we're very pregnant over here. I am already moving through symptoms of early stages of labor. We'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, here I am recording a podcast uh, because it is going to be the final podcast of 2023. And I'm going to be taking a brief hiatus uh, after I have the baby, obviously. But then I'll be back. Don't worry. We will be back with a brand new season and brand new episodes once I get acclimated to this new chapter in my life. But for now, I took a few days after the holiday to reflect on what I wanted this episode to be about, given that, you know, it's kind of a pivotal moment in many ways. It's it's a year ending. It's going to be this season of the podcast ending. And it's a door, a, 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 a chapter, we'll say, in my life closing, if you will. And after much reflection, uh, mind you, I don't get a lot of space these days for, for quiet time and reflection. We have so much we've been trying to get done. And just like side note, sidebar here, uh, maybe if you are ever planning to have a child, don't, don't do it around the holidays. There's so much. And on top of that, it's like baby shower gifts and then holiday gifts, which yes, is definitely a first world problem, but it's, I'm, I'm trying to eliminate stuff and then I'm getting more stuff and needing to order more stuff. So, it's a full-time job just getting ready for the baby on top of working a full-time job. So I hadn't had much space. It took me a few extra days. I know this episode is late, but it, better late than never. And after much reflection, and you know that I always pull from either my my personal life for episodes, topics that I see repeatedly coming up with clients for episodes, or general themes that I'm noticing on social media or in the world. So with all of that combined, what I have ultimately landed on is we are going to close out the season and the year with an episode really talking about people who project deflect, blame, attack, who are difficult, who are disrespectful, uh, and why they're like that, why they're like that, why they, they treat other people not the way that they demand people to treat them, and just everything that goes into that. Now, mind you, being that I am very pregnant and in early stages, without giving you too much information here, early stages of labor. She's one centimeter dilated as of a few days ago. So I don't know what I am today. I just know what I'm feeling. So I'm sitting on a stability ball. I lose my breath very quickly 
We're going to dive deep, but we're going to dive deep fast. And I'm definitely going to make sure this is a value to you because the amount of messages I have been receiving from all of you, first of all, thank you. Thank you. It means so much that you guys turn to this as a resource to understand behavior more, understand emotions more, understand the people in your life better, and that it helps you. Uh, A recent comment that I saw on Instagram, um, shout out Dawn, if you're listening, Dawn, uh, I I commented back to you, and I'm so grateful for what you said, but you, you basically said, you know, if you can't afford Amy's courses or to work with her, the best alternative is to listen to this podcast. It's a free resource and it ultimately changed Dawn's life and really helped her see herself and all of her relationships rather differently for the better, helped her significantly. And I get those messages so often that it's really what keeps me going in a world where, you know, I'm not obviously being compensated for this and It is an extra to do on my work list, but I do it because I enjoy talking to you. I enjoy having this outlet to just be able to get into more context and nuance. I'm a wordy bitch, guys. I'm a wordy bitch. And when I try to write captions or even speak on social media, I really, and it's taken me years, but I've really had to work hard at getting to the point even quicker than I already do. And sometimes I want to, I want to elaborate. I want to storytell, which is why I still work with people one-on-one because I enjoy that conversation and I enjoy being able to give examples. So why I didn't plan to start off with gratitude, but I want to thank you. I want to thank you for, for, tuning in for following this podcast, subscribing, whatever the the technical terms are. Those of you who take the time to leave me reviews, five-star reviews or ratings, I'm grateful to you. If this has helped you in any way and you haven't left a review, please take the time to do that. Those go a long way. Again, it's not even about the money when it comes to this podcast at all. It's more or less the fact that it reaches a broader audience. And and really, it's a way in which you can turn to something rather quickly and not have to depend on scheduling a session, right? Or waiting around for your therapist. You can listen to something and gain better perspective and tools to help you. So I'm grateful to all of you for listening. And those of you who listen because you dislike me, because <laughs> there's small, small, small handful of you, but there's a bunch of you. Uh, well, I don't know why you do things that you don't like to do, <laughs> but that's a boundary issue. And there are tons of episodes about boundaries that I might encourage you to check out or redirect you to. But With that said, if you are in alignment with yourself and in alignment with your character and your values, and therefore you're leaning into something that you know is of value to you, then you're on the right foot. You're receiving this information uh, correctly, I would say. And why don't we jump right into the episode, shall we? 
So as mentioned, we're going to go into the topics of projection, deflection, blame, attack, things like that. Things that we have all experienced at some point and may still be experiencing on some level in our lives. Why do people do that, right? Why can't they regulate their emotions better? Why can't they manage them to the extent that they can then articulate what they're feeling, what they're needing, and what they're wanting without degrading other people, without demeaning other people, without unleashing their inner hatred onto people? Because that is exactly what is happening when people do things like this. I actually put up a a thread it's so weird to say, but you you know, threads, it's like connected to Instagram. It's like the, be- the better version of Twitter <laughs> these days. Well, anyway, I put up a thread uh, earlier today, actually. We're on the weekend now that I'm recording this. Um, and I was talking about anger. And I'm going to read to you what I said. And I'm going to kind of like snowball off of this for you. I said, truth doesn't often reveal itself with anger. What does and why? Exaggerations, blame, attack, projections. When someone is triggered and anger reveals itself this way, what is said and done is rooted in self-protection. I'm going to pause there for a second. I really want you to hear this. When someone is triggered and anger reveals itself this way, through exaggerations, through blame, through attack, through projections. What is said and done is rooted in self-protection. Something they believe, something they feel, something they did felt under attack. And they must protect that self-perception. They must protect their belief system, their identity, their emotional state. Now, When you think about any of the people in your life who have ever unleashed anger onto you or attacked you or projected, right, projected onto you, projected their own fears, projected their own pain, projected their trauma onto you, and then you think about this idea that what they're really doing is they're struggling to cope with the discomfort they're feeling right? (laughs) So ironically, I didn't plan this out, but it just came to mind as I was talking about it. This is my entire hot potato theory. (laughs) Honestly, I love talking about my hot potato theory. So I don't mind that we just kind of looped over here and I'll get into it for anyone who's new, who hasn't been listening to me talk about this for years. Uh, but back back to my point, because I'll, I'll dig into the hot potato in a second. That's what they're doing. When they have to unleash their discomfort and it comes out on the receiving end as an attack or shame or blame or criticism or judgment or whatever it is, right? They're A, not comfortable with what they're feeling and they don't know what to do with it. They do not know what to do with it, right? So that emotion is in them. It's in their mind. It's in their body. They have a discomfort and they have no tools. So it seems like often the easiest thing to get rid of it 
is to toss that hot potato to the person standing in front of you. The easiest target, the low-hanging fruit. Here, I blame you for my pain. I blame you that I'm uncomfortable with this. Instead of having that safe space with yourself, that relationship with yourself, to be able to hold it, feel it, understand it, make sense of it, process it, find better words to then get to the point where you can communicate to someone what you're feeling, what you're thinking, and maybe a boundary or what you're needing or wanting. People who attack, people who blame, people who project, they don't have those tools. They struggle with them. So they're defaulting to something that feels simple and easy to move through a discomfort that they're having. Now, the problem is that a lot of you who have been through something traumatic or abusive, when you are interacting with someone who defaults to a behavior pattern that way, a a coping strategy that way, a survival tactic that looks like that, you tend to believe it's deliberate, it's intentional, and it's about you. (laughs) And trust me, I for the longest time did too. I thought for a very long time that when people treated me this way, there must be something wrong with me, making them act that way. But that's a flawed belief. Me blaming me is because I was always blamed. And I was always blamed by these very people who didn't know how to take accountability because they didn't have the right tools or the awareness or the emotional intelligence or the skills to manage their emotions, probably because they grew up being blamed, because that's just how that pattern works. If they were blamed as children and they never learned the skills as they became adults, they become adults that blame children. And the pattern goes on and on, hence the entire industry of working through generational trauma. (laughs) That's how it is. That's not made up. That's not an amyism. I didn't make it up in my head. I didn't have an epiphany in the shower. That's how that shit goes. So they lack tools by choice. I hate when people think that it's because they didn't have access. Because accessibility is not part of this conversation, okay? Especially in 2023. There's There are free resources all over the damn place, everywhere you look, community programs and outlets like that, groups online, groups in person, groups through churches, schools, so on and so forth. There are podcasts galore. So accessibility to how do I learn? If you want to learn, you'll learn. If you feel like there's nothing wrong with you because you're perpetuating a belief system and you would like to walk through life blaming everybody else for your circumstances, then you'll become the adult who's continuing to blame the government, society, uh, your parents, uh, your ex-wife, your ex-husband, your children, uh, whatever else, whatever, whatever else you can come up with. Talking about 
what happened in your life, right? To shape you, to mold you, to create who you are, to create your belief system. Talking about it in an honest way, in an open way, but also being proactive as to grow through it and heal from it and learn from it and improve in spite of it. That's not victim mentality. That's radical accountability. That's, I had no control over this, but this is what it was. This is how it hurt me. And that's valid for me. And now I'm doing things to improve it for me. And now I know better, so I do better. So I broke the cycle. I broke the pattern. My children won't won't take on what I struggled with in my lifetime, right? Getting off track here, but let's circle back to where we started, the projection, the blame, the deflection. The only reason people do this, back to the the thing I threaded, (laughs) it sounds so funny. It's so much easier to say I tweeted or I posted threaded. I threaded it this morning on threads. They need to self-protect, self-preserve a belief system, an identity of themselves, what they've come to know. I said this to a client yesterday in a session. I said to them, you know what comes along with making this change? Like you could, you could be the best partner in the world to someone. You could hold space for them. You could validate them. You could listen to them. You could comfort them. You could co-regulate them. All the things. Just keep filling them in. Okay, you could do all the things with them, alongside them, for them. But at the end of the day, they have to make the individual choice, that personal decision to make a change. If they choose to not take a step towards bettering themselves or bettering their life or improving some sort of skill or coping strategy so that they feel better and that then ripples out and influences positively their relationships and whatever else. They have to get to that point where they decide that for themselves. If they don't decide that for themselves, they will stay stuck. They have to want it for themselves. A lot of us function with this me, 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 me attitude. It's about me. They're being deliberately malicious because I must have done something or what is it about me that rubs them the wrong way or what am I doing wrong that won't make them that that won't influence change in their life nothing It it ain't about you it's not it's valid that you feel that way especially when someone attacks you or projects onto you or deflects right instead of facing you and taking accountability but who, what do they got to take accountability for? Themselves. Whatever they said, whatever they did, whatever they thought, whatever they perceived, however they reacted or responded, that's their stuff. You're just, not to get woo-woo on you, you're just a mirror. You're just, yes, yes, you can activate them. Yes, you can influence emotion in them, but they have a choice. We underestimate free will. Everybody has it. You have free will choice to feel whatever you want. You can choose to be sad. The other day I posted on my very private Instagram. Yes, I have one of those with just just my my real life friends and family members. 
And and then I have a public Instagram that's personal that I post photos to. But needless to say, just, just for distinction here, okay? But on my very personal private one, I posted because my right foot keeps swelling. Uh, pregnancy symptom. There's no cause for concern. There's nothing effing wrong with me. Nobody needs to pop into my DMs now or my email and diagnose me. My doctors have looked at it. They've done ultrasound scans on my legs to look for blood clots. I don't have the best circulation. No, I don't want compression stockings. They suck. They're awful. Don't lecture me on them. I've tried them. They make the veins in my legs a thousand times worse. You can get out of here with them. I just elevate my leg at the end of the day and usually the swelling goes down. It's not a big deal. It's actually funny to me. It's funny to me. So I posted this video of my swollen foot and I tell you what, it was quite swollen. Like like my ankle looked tiny and my foot looked like the nutty professor. It was so chubby and, and fluffy and whatever. And I'm laughing in the video <laughs> and I just go, <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> Mind you, I had just walked around Brooklyn looking at Christmas lights and got home. I was on my feet for several hours, sat in the car with my foot down, got home and then went to take my shoes and socks off and was like, whoa, <laughs> and then elevated it. And I was laughing and my friend Eric, not my brother, my friend, uh, he messaged me in response to it and he started laughing too. And he goes, you have such a great attitude. And I'm like, yeah, what are, what are you going to do other than laugh about it? You know, what am I going to do? Get mad at myself? Oh, I walk too much. I'm not going to sit around. I'm not going to not live. I'm not going to not do anything, right? What am I going to do? Blame Phil because he wanted to go see Christmas Light? No, I wanted to go too, and it was really fun. Honestly, you should go. Diker Heights, that's what it's called in Brooklyn, New York. They have huge houses. I swear to God, straight out of a mob movie, there's like marble gates and lion statues in the front yard, but it's like it's like a sight. Like, it's a spectacle. I tell you what, like, streets are blocked off. There are vendors <laughs> and food trucks and these gigantic houses that you really wouldn't expect to exist in Brooklyn, New York, are decked out to the nines in Christmas lights. If you happen to be listening to this podcast episode today, the day I'm gonna, I'm recording and posting it, which is uh, December 30th, 2023, Saturday, go to at Amy Fiedler says Instagram. That's my public personal account. The stories will show you videos and pictures of these Christmas lights. Anyway, <laughs> it's a totally different subject, but I was laughing. He's like, you have such a great attitude. And I was like, yeah, what are you, what are you going to do? And I'm fully expecting like, a small handful of other people to, to jump in with like advice on what I should do to make my foot not swollen. I didn't ask. I didn't, I didn't say I had a problem. I literally posted it and laughed about it. And like, you're welcome. You have free will to respond however you see fit. But just keep in mind that like, I've got free will too, and I'm going to do whatever I want <laughs> on my end. Right now, Let's go back to 
you know, the the self-protection, self-preservation thing, right? I have nothing to preserve or protect. Like, I'm not ashamed of how I'm managing the swelling in one of my feet. I think it's funny. I think it's a normal symptom. I'm at the very, very end of my pregnancy. I'm, like I said, already at the very beginning stages of going into labor. So it doesn't phase me. I have nothing that I need to protect or preserve. So I'm not going to be bothered. I wasn't bothered posting it. And I'm not going to be bothered by how different people's responses or reactions are. Some people are giving me shocked faces. Some people are giving me laughing faces. And I'm really not phased one way or the other. Now, I'm using this as an, an example very intentionally. Because if you take that and you put it in a different context and you say, you know, Amy's ashamed or Amy's not feeling confident about how she's taking care of her body during pregnancy, and somebody reacts or responds a certain way to me, right? That could trigger. That could activate me. That could rub me the wrong way. I could interpret it, right? I could filter it as, oh, you are now validating my insecurity, right? Oh, you offered me unsolicited advice. And that has now validated my own fear inside of me that I wasn't properly taking care of me. And now I'm angry and I'm going to lash back out at you. That's what people do. Is it about that actual person who said the thing? No, not one bit. You know what it's about? The unspoken emotion you mismanaged inside of you. The interesting part of knowing this is that you become <laughs> you become non-reactive to people because you see through the bullshit. You see through. That doesn't mean it doesn't influence emotion in you. Like it doesn't mean that I'm immune to somebody saying something and maybe it invokes pain or tears, but I have no need to lash out at people because I'm not protecting or preserving anything. I'm open and honest with myself about how I feel about things. And therefore, if somebody says something off color, if somebody says something and I don't feel like it aligns with me or my truth, then I decide on how to respond to it. But Emotion and deciding on a response are, are separate themes here. I can cry. I can cry and not attack you. I can be hurt and not belittle you, right? I can, uh, I can feel insecure about something and be honest and acknowledge it and still manage my emotions around it so that I can communicate with you. Or I could set a boundary with you. But when people project and deflect and blame and demean and attack, and you don't have this information that what they're doing is just manhandling, <laughs> mismanaging their own thoughts, feelings, and emotional state, and they're in a in the, a protective place of those emotions or an uncomfortable place with those emotions, that is what then you see 
in front of you. That is the reaction. That is the words. That is the everything, right? And so what do you do, right? Well, number one, I highly encourage you to re-listen to this podcast and, and learn this, understand this, like really comprehend. I don't mean just memorize it. Like I'm, I'm a big, I was thinking about this recently, like in school, I wasn't that great in school because I, I didn't always comprehend things. Like there were very few classes that I actually comprehended information and learned it. It was more or less me, uh, memorizing to just pass. Right. And I think that's a lot of people. These days, and the reason I'm so passionate about what I do is because I really comprehend these topics and I make sense of them in me and my life first and then in other people's lives. And then, you know, any book or class you took on these particular subjects would back up what I've already (laughs) understood or learned through my own experiences. But I want you to I want you to comprehend this because what it does for you is it puts you in a position in every relationship and every situation where you don't have to perpetuate somebody else's un, um, res- unresolved pain. You don't have to protect or preserve, that doesn't mean you're not safe. That doesn't mean you're vulnerable to being hurt. It puts you in a place where you get to act maturely and from a regulated place, set a boundary or, you know, enforce a boundary, respect a boundary. So let's discuss it with the hot potato theory. Because this one, this one is memorable. Anyone who has been listening to me and my work for several years, especially from the very beginning, always retains the hot potato theory. And I have to give credit where credit's due. Yes, I, it's my theory. But really, like, this was a conversation that started, um, I'm I'm the one who talks about it, but this is a conversation that started between a friend, a good friend of mine, Jess, and myself, and uh, and then and then she was like, "Use that if you want in your in your work." And then I've I've expanded on it since then. So I give credit where credit is due. This was initially from a conversation between my dear friend and myself and has then been expanded on over the years and talked about by me religiously. So what is the hot potato theory? The hot potato theory basically is the best example um, to explain why people react and attack others. And it helps you really understand uncomfortable emotions. So it goes a little something like this. If I'm upset with you, now we both have our own potatoes, okay? And our potatoes are reflective over our emotional state. So I have my potato that I'm carrying around all day, every day, and you have your potato you're carrying around all day, every day. When I get upset and I want to blame somebody for it, I might toss them my now hot potato 
because I might be lacking skills to hold it and work with it and work through it and manage it properly, right? And that's what most people do when they are highly reactive people, when they are people who project or deflect or attack. They're carrying their potato, and when it becomes hot, and usually hot is representative of a negative emotion of some sort, any kind, they're uncomfortable. Whatever that discomfort came from doesn't matter. Typically, when they have somebody standing in front of them and they're interacting with them and they feel like you turned their potato hot and they don't know what to do, they have no pot holders to hold the potato, right? You with me? They toss it to you. Now, a lot of you listening, a lot of us who have been through something like an abusive relationship or a toxic relationship of any kind, we've tried to catch the hot potato because we thought, well, you're throwing it to me. I guess I should catch it and and handle it for you. Guess what? That's your potato. I have my own. It's not my job to manage your potato for you. So what I encourage you to do is if someone tries to toss you their hot potato, you stand there holding your own and watch it drop right at your feet. Make sure you've got the most deadpan look on your face too when it happens. Don't catch other people's hot potatoes. They're not for you. They're just tossing them because they lack the tools to hold space for that discomfort, hold space for that emotional state and know what to do with it. They don't know what to do with it. That's why people panic and freak out. I could get into an entire tangent about, about, (laughs) about mental health in this entire industry and, and how we just perpetuate disease and we perpetuate being diagnosed and we perpetuate these titles and these labels because really it's just we we're trying to make sense of something that we don't always have to immediately put a name to we just have to hold space for and over time as you hold space and you become comfortable with it you will formulate the words to make sense of it but if you understand the nervous system then you understand when you're activated you don't have access to that executive functioning i am now bouncing on my stability ball because you all are getting me so worked up about this i know you're not talking it's a joke anyway when When you don't make sense of it, when you can't make sense of it, what does it do? Well, you feel out of control and it perpetuates anxiety. So this is this should help you better understand the people who toss other people their hot potatoes. I they don't know what to do. They don't have coping skills. They don't have any uh, emotional management tools. And so they toss it to you. And hope that you catch it and take care of it for them because what they want is they need relief. They need to feel a sense of relief. They need to feel more in control. And they, (laughs) this is really going to warp your brain. They trust you. I know it sounds like they hate you. They don't trust themselves. So they're just, they're tossing it to anybody in front of them. Now, I can't say that in every situation it's a trust factor, but it's more or less they don't trust themselves 
And so they're going to hand it to someone else and hope that someone else takes care of it. You know, hope. Now, let me ask you something. Would you invite anyone into your home to uh, clean it? Would you invite anyone into your home to babysit your kid? (laughs) There's got to be some level of trust, right? Some. Some, some, like they know a little bit more than you, right? So we're not talking trust on a deep level. We're just talking, oh, maybe they have more experience or they can handle this for me. Why do you think people blame bigger things like corporations or government? Well, they, they... They make more money. They have more power. They must know things. They take care of things. It's their fault. I'm weak. I'm powerless. I can't do a thing. Not true. But we always blame something because we're insecure with our own tools and our own ability to manage the thing. So it's your fault. I feel this way. Fix it for me. I can't. I have no control over how you feel. Nothing I say will change how you feel. If I did something to you, I can take accountability. And I can take ownership and I can work to improve. That's still not going to change how you feel. You know what's going to change how you feel? You deciding to feel differently. Huh. Right? So if someone tosses you that hot potato full of their hot emotions, let it fall. Because it's not your responsibility to take on. And there's nothing you can do with it. You know what you're going to do if you catch it? You're going to confuse it with your own. Because these potatoes, I'm sorry, nobody put name tags on them. They're not labeled. So a lot of you like to use labels like I'm highly sensitive and I'm empathic or I'm an empath or I'm this or I'm that. or I'm not shaming the label. Because it helps you better understand and connect to yourself. But what I am going to say is this. Those of you who are like, I'm sensitive and I'm an empath and other people's emotions, good or bad, affect me way more than other people get affected by them. That's because you're constantly catching other people's hot potatoes and confusing them with your own. So I feel like the best way to wrap this with a big old bow and end this episode is to answer the proverbial question that I feel like a lot of you would have, which is, well, then what can I do, Amy? Because none of you like to settle for nothing. None of you, none of you like to know you can't control things. What I'm going to tell you is you should be managing your own hot potato Because guess what? Odds are someone tosses you their hot potato. Even if you let it fall, you're going to be bothered that they thought you would catch it, right? It's going to make you feel some sort of way that they thought it was your responsibility. Or maybe just the mere fact that they even had the audacity to toss the hot potato in your direction is going to piss you off. And your potato is suddenly going to get a little hot. And then what? Are you going to toss yours at them? Tit for tat? That doesn't help anybody. Matter of fact, that's the reason a lot of you end up in toxic relationships. Because that's what you were taught. 
So what I suggest you start learning to do and take into the new year with you is recognize that the only potato that is your responsibility is the one that was given to you when you popped out the womb. (laughs) Okay? Yeah. And that's the one that you should go buy oven mitts for. That's the one that you should get to know. That's the one that you should hold space for every single day and feel into. What do you need? What do you want? What makes you feel better? How do you like to be cooked? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's your potato. That belongs to you. That's like that that whole, I didn't do this in high school, but you know how in some high schools or maybe just in the movies, they give you an egg instead of like one of those fake baby dolls and they give you, I, I probably only in TV shows. I don't know. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> you come tell me if you had to do this but they give you an egg to take care of like it's a baby and you got to get through like a week or two or whatever it is of like carrying this egg around everywhere and not cracking it or dropping it, right? That's your potato. Take care of your potato. Take care of your emotional state. Manage it. Find tools that soothe it. Find tools that help you understand it better Hold space for it, get to know it, listen to it, provide it comfort, regulate it. When it when it feels hot, find a way to cool it the fuck down. Right? Oh God, this is such a good <laughs> If I were you and I wasn't me and I wasn't the one delivering this information, I mm, I would really appreciate this. My mind would be blown. And that's really the gauge I work off of here. (laughs) How do I feel about what I just told you? I feel really great about it. This is a really good metaphor. So take care of your hot potato and recognize that whoever tosses you theirs, especially anyone in your life who repeatedly tosses you theirs, they're just struggling with, you know, accessing the resources that they have access to. It's like, it's like taking somebody into a Walmart food section. What would that be? A super center? Sure. Let's go with that. And saying, okay, you're hungry. Pick something. And them standing there saying, there's nothing here. We've all been there. We've all been that kid at some point in our life where we were like, our parents were like, uh, what do you want to eat? I don't know. There's nothing in the house. <laughs> but the house is full of food. That was always me. The house is full of food. The fridge was full of food. And I was like, no, nothing, nothing. You know why I never had an answer? Because I didn't know how to tune into my needs and didn't know what I needed. I was disconnected from me. And that's why people throw their things at you and attack you because they're disconnected, but 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 they're not aware that what they're doing is I'm angry and I need validation for being angry. So hit me with that validation by attacking me so I have an actual reason to feel this anger. Or I'm feeling insecure about X, Y, and Z. So I'm going to blame you for my insecurity. And then they toss the potato to you 
and you let it drop on the floor and now they're stuck feeling that insecurity and they what do they do it heightens them sometimes they want to blame you more why didn't you catch my potato you did this you did this here's all the reasons you should have caught my potato and you're like no not mine yours and again, don't take it out of context because there are a small handful of people, usually the ones that hate me that listen to this, that <laughs> abuse and misuse the information that I present here. I'm not telling you to deflect from taking accountability. I'm not take, telling you to shirk your responsibilities. I'm not telling you that you're never going to have hurt somebody. I'm telling you that when it comes to somebody inadvertently getting upset and blaming you for their upset, you can hear them while still holding your potato. You can filter that and self-check while still holding your potato. And whatever or however many potatoes they throw at you, you can still listen run it through your lens, your filter, check with yourself, do I feel I did something, said something that was misaligned, out of character, deliberately hurtful to this person? Or, here's the line of distinction, are they uncomfortable with their own emotion and needing an outlet to blame because they need to feel in control. And so if you take their potato and you catch it, oh, that validates their pain. Now, guess what? It becomes your responsibility to fix it. And you're not going to be able to fix it. So you know what that does? That perpetuates their pain. And they keep talking about how you hurt them, how you did this, how you did this, how you're wrong, how they're right. Let them manage their stuff and you manage your own. That is the boundary line that a lot of you need to uphold going into 2024. So the next time we talk, I will have a child of my own. (laughs) Uh, I will be returning with a new season and new episodes probably towards the spring of 2024. I have decided that's more or less my timeline for returning to work. I predict I will be going fully into labor any day now. So wish me luck. Leave me five-star reviews if you haven't yet. Have the happiest New Year celebration, whether you're going out or hanging out on the couch like Phil and myself will be. And I will talk to you uh, in a few months and we will get to a new season of Connect the Dots, bitch. I appreciate every single one of you for listening, for receiving this information and, you know, for riding with me for several seasons of this podcast. I love each and every one of you for your openness and your vulnerability, and your self-honesty, and I have nothing left to say other than I'm out of breath and I'm hungry. (laughs) So I'm going to go, and we will talk soon.